everybody welcome to from inner time a doctor who podcast i am your host jason soto and i'm joined by my pal lackey hello lackey how are you hello jason i'm doing fine uh all right i am uh i am ready to talk about today's episode uh to anyone who's just kind of new to this maybe they found this episode first um we are uh doing a season of covering the master and uh, we are alternating between older episodes, and older meaning the original run, and then the newer ones, meaning the rebooted ones. And today is an older episode. We are going back to the third Doctor, uh, as played by John Pertwee. And uh, we are covering the episode that immediately followed um, the very first time the Master shows up. Uh, which is exciting. Of sorts, I guess, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, this is the second time the Master was ever on the show, and boy, was this a was this a uh, <laughs> was this a run for the Master? Let me tell you. Here's what I'm noticing. Here's what I'm noticing, Lackey. Maybe you can <laughs> correct me. He uh-huh. he seems to have very lofty goals. And so he teams up with someone who ends up being more powerful than him. And ultimately, that thing wants to get rid of the Master. That's what I've been noticing so far with these early runs of the Master. (laughs) You are not wrong. Because in the first one we covered, he was trying to bring some... I already forgot some like force to Earth, and then the doctor made him realize, you know, he's gonna come after you too. And the master's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and in this one, he teams up with like a blobby thing inside of a machine uh, that feeds off of evil, and then it tries to attack the master because he's full of evil. <laughs> I just, mean, it was, just, it was just cracking me up the whole time. It, 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 this is a plot hole. Much. This is kind of like I don't know if I'd call it a plot hole per se, but it's it's it's. This is kind of like signs style logic here. Let's see, we're we 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 don't like water, so let's go to a planet that's ninety percent water. <laughs> you know, maybe this was um, an early Shyamalan I'm, script. I'm could be. I'm evil. I'm like really evil. What can I do? What should I team up with? I know. I'll team up with a thing that becomes amazingly powerful when it's full of evil. Yes. Yes. And the master is not always a forward thinking person. He doesn't really have the capability to like think two or three moves ahead. No, he doesn't. All he's like he's blinded by two things. He wants to destroy the planet Earth and he really wants to kill the doctor. And those two things are blinding him so much that he doesn't care what happens. <laughs> As re- he just wants to get to one of those two points, if not both points, at the same uh-huh. time. And he doesn't care what happens in the process. Like, he doesn't think think things through, apparently. That seems to be his the early master's goal. Yeah. 
<laughs> so okay so i was a little i was dreading this one a little bit because when i was looking at the information online it said this was six episodes and each episode was about 25 minutes long and i know that the early episodes here like in this run of C- of the show editing was not their strong suit <laughs> Sure. <laughs> or writing, if you want to look at it that way too. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be like torturously long," but it actually wasn't. It it went by pretty briskly, I feel, and I feel like it didn't drag. It actually like shit actually started happening right away. Um, because the mat, uh, I'm sorry, the doctor and Joe they go to this prison. Uh, because they learned that they got this machine called the Keller machine, uh, and it was supposed to be, it's supposed to be, it's basically like the thing in Clockwork Orange. It's supposed to like take the evil out of people, and so what better place to try this out than a prison? I mean, I guess, uh, I, yeah, it's probably the best place. I mean, unless they break into like, you know, the Jamestown cult or something. Yeah, you know, I don't know where else they would they would take this or or like a, I, I, I mean, a Senate meeting maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is nineteen seven. Well, we get to see how it works on senators. Oh, that's true. But, that is um, true. <laughs> I you know it's nineteen seventy one, so that there are still living Nazis. I guess you could take it to Argentina. Oh, there you Mengele go. Is, see yeah. if Mengele is still bopping around. Something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. You know that would be a great that would be a great test for it, but. Absolutely. So the doctor wants to see how the hell this thing works, and he and I love that he's just like like from the get go, he's just skeptical as shit. He's like like yeah, right, like that ain't gonna work. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> and, he, he he is in full asshole. Mode he was. He really was to to the guy who's, who's <laughs> operating this machine. He's like it'll never work. There's something wrong with it. Yes. This machine is evil, and he doesn't even know how it works yet. No, no, no. You know, so no. he's just, and he's sitting there, and what I love is that he's just sitting. There making these snarky remarks like a peanut gallery while the guy is explaining how it works. Yeah. Like, we have this machine. It's like, bullshit. You know. Whatever, man. I mean, I mean, you, you have to expect him to start making jack off. You know, right. Motions with his hand. You know, he's just, he's just so contemptuous of this, this guy that it's, it's, it, it, it's really, it's hilarious. I think even Joe tells him to just calm like, the fuck like, down already. Like, dude, ease up a little bit, man. <laughs> it's, it's like it was like the 1970s version of MST3K. I know. <laughs> it was like it's like where's the robots? <laughs> right. Where's Mike? You know. <clears throat> exactly. So okay, so they tested on this prisoner, like this super strong-looking, scary guy. And they they tested on him, and the thing like practically explodes because I guess this guy was just that full of evil, um, that it it almost like explodes everything. But the guy ends up living, but he goes into a coma. And then and then it becomes like there was an X Files episode that was very similar to this, uh, where anyone that was in the same room with the machine would be scared to death of like their biggest fear. Have you I don't know if you've seen that episode of the X-Files? 
Re- even recall fam- that it, it sounds familiar like that kept coming across too like because like it, there was like this one dude was like locked in not locked necessarily but he was in the room with the machine and then when they discover him he's dead and he has like claw marks on his face and through an autopsy report they're able to tell what his biggest fear was which <laughs> i didn't know that's how autopsy reports work like, yeah, you know, man, I, they're they're gonna dive into me and they're gonna be like, oh, he's scared of lightning and driving. <laughs> that's what that's what this guy's scared of. I don't know. I thought that was just odd that the doctor was like, I need to see his autopsy report. Oh, he was scared of rats. <laughs> well, okay. I I mean the the scratches on the body are consistent with rat scratches. I guess. But how do you know um, that was the guy's biggest fear, though? Like he well, said, that was his doctor. biggest fear. I mean, for crying out loud! I mean, <laughs> he just for knows fuck's these sake, things. He knew this thing was. He just knows some of this shit. You know, he just he just knows this thing. He, he just knows. <laughs> he just knows. And then later, there's a guy who is apparently scared of water, and so he drowns. Um, and they discover through the autopsy that he's scared of water. So then they're realizing, okay, this thing's gonna. If you're in the, if you're alone. In this room with this thing, with this machine, and I, I we should describe the machine a little bit. It's like, it's like a, it's like a nineteen seventies, like you know, if you picture like a computer from the nineteen seventies that was like mounted into the wall. It was like that, but on its side, and then there's this little like bulbous thing that's on top, and then there's a bunch of flashing lights on it. That's basically what this machine is. Yeah. And there's kind of an explanation as to why it looks like that. Well, I guess we'll just jump to it. There's a thing inside it that's basically sucking up evil. There's a there's a there's a parasite that's inside of it. So it's like it, it's it's like a mini Dalek a little bit. <laughs> it, it it does kind of look like a the modern Dalek. I mean it's just basically a blobby thing that looks like brain matter with an eye floating in it. Yes. You know, it's not all that different from how, you know, the inner Dalek mutant is portrayed these days. At the time the inner Dalek mutant didn't look like that, but no. And then, uh, because we, because we're in, you know, the season, the th- we're in with the third Doctor, and he's part of Unit. We got to get some Unit B story going on here. So we focus on Unit, uh, and we discovered that the Brigadier and Unit is working security for a thing <laughs> called the World Peace Conference. Um. You know, I thought like the the things they actually name in real life for these things, like you know the the Paris Climate Accord, which is you know uh-huh. happens in Paris. I thought that was unimaginative, just to name it the World Peace Conference. <laughs> like that's a little too on the nose. Yeah, today they <clears throat> they'd uh, they'd call it like the I eight for like the industrialized nations or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. That's even more. You that's know, a better. I, I I don't I I don't know what what would be like a, a really great name for this like the amazingly awesome world peace i would uh, prefer to that Lollapal- almost like like the like the really <laughs> radical world peace lollapalooza yes there you go yeah there well go. while, and, while and, we're getting rid of nuclear weapons we'll we'll have uh, jimmy hendrix play 
<laughs> Jimi Hendrix will play. Everybody will be there. The Pink Floyd. Yeah, exactly. Jethro Tull, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, absolutely. You know, man. get the birds. We'll get, we'll get the birds the are probably birds. available. Yeah, Crosby, yeah, they're probably available. If they're not, you can always get Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. One of them, or at least two of them, should be, at least not be so high on drugs that they can actually understand what you're trying to tell them. I would say probably time. you probably get Stills and Nash. Yeah, Stills and Nash, they're about the most sober. Of I think so, players. yeah. I think they're the ones that are more reliable. Crosby and Young, don't even ask. Don't even don't even bother to ask. Yeah, don't even bother <laughs> to ask them. Um, but they're overseeing this thing called the World Peace Conference. And they're trying to um, – they're, they're also, on top of that, getting rid of this, like, missile that has nerve gas inside of it. It's called the Thunderbolt. And um, – now you're now you're all like wondering, well, how the hell are all these things related? I asked the very same thing, uh, but I was like, the master is involved because we are covering the master, and the internet is telling me this is a episode featuring the master. So I'm dying to see how this plays out, and we get introduced to a very cute Chinese woman named Chin Li, who is a uh, who is the captain of the Chinese uh, delegate. Because you see all these delegates from all over the world are coming here uh, to somewhere in England. They never fully say the city, but somewhere in England. And it's London. Or Lon- I, think oh, it, it London? It's, I think they specifically say it's London. Okay, because London's awfully countryside-y. <laughs> if any of the exterior shots of the this episode oh. was any indication. Um the conference, I think, is taking place in London. Stangmore mm. Prison is in the somewhat country, outside. Somehow. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't. And I know where s- they're dumping, and where they're dumping the missile is also somewhat remote. It seems. Well, they they were gonna dump the missile into the into the ocean. Right. <laughs> that also cracked me up. Because <laughs> I I I I think you need to blast that thing into the sun. They should do like a Superman four. And right. just blast it into the sun. That's probably the only safe way. Now, see, if the doctor's TARDIS was working, they could just load the thing up into the TARDIS and he can just, you know, go towards the sun and then expel it. I think that would have been right. I think that would have been interesting. But we're this is not the season where interesting things happen. I'm a little bitter about the season because he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very claustrophobic season because he's just stuck on Earth and it's like Earth isn't exciting. I'm on Earth all the damn time. I want to see him, like, on fucking Jupiter or some shit. Like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, I'm a little bit about the season. Um, So that's all happening. So, yeah. Um, so uh, that's more or less, like, the first episode. That's basically, like, just a, it was a setup. But it was kind of cool seeing this machine, like, in action and sucking up the evil of the guy and... We we get the World Peace Conference and uh, we're introduced to the Chinese delegates and all this stuff. So that was kind of cool. <clears throat> so eventually, over the course of the story, and I won't break down each episode because we'll be fucking here all night. Um, so what ends up happening is the doctor is staying at the prison because he's trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this machine that's sucking up evil and then causes people to hallucinate their biggest fears. Um. Uh, and then the brigadier is try is uh, he's uh guarding the world peace conference. He finds out that the Chinese delegate is being attacked a lot. First, some papers get stolen, 
and then the, the actual Chinese delegate gets murdered. Uh, and then we find out that uh, the the Chinese woman Chin Li is being controlled by the master. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? I uh, did. Oh yeah, you probably did. did. You probably did. Yeah, I did too. Because I'm watching the episode. Because yeah, um, you knew. Yeah, I just, you had already read that it was the master. Episode. I it was a master episode, so I was. But I, I, I was like, okay, he likes to disguise himself, and this episode was not an exception. He disguised himself, and I'm like, is he disguised as the Chinese woman? Because that would be very interesting and strange all at the same time. And I think I would have kind of enjoyed that. But no, he did not. He was not disguised as the Chinese woman. He was disguised as a a sewer worker or something. So he uh, could a tap- telephone technician. Okay, yeah. And so he could tap into units' phone lines, which you think would not be so easy to do. Right? Um, like, units, like... A big deal. <laughs> especially after, and I want to point this out, especially using the same disguise that he used to break into Unit in the previous episode uh... and install and install the uh, the phone cord, the Auton phone cord that <laughs> yes. tried to strangle the doctor. <laughs> yes. You would think you would might be a little bit more stringent when it comes to who they let play with their phone. And, but no. And what's with all of this like secret meeting of the master and everything happening in a children's playground? Like the the Chinese lady goes to this playground to burn some documents because she's the one that stole the documents, and she's just burning this in the middle of this playground where a bunch of kids are. And then later, like the master is like meeting with someone like in the same playground. It's like what the like why? I mean, is this supposed to make him creepy? Like the master just wants to hang out by a playground? Like what's this guy's deal? I don't. I don't know. I, I, I I think the idea is that it's it's an innocuous place to have. Um, like you expect a you know you expect spies or whatever to have like these these conver- hushed conversations in smoky back rooms or whatever. So I think the idea this is really kind of this this is going to probably get me laughed at, but this is almost a Bond movie in some ways. It kind no Plot, you're right you're right. It plot is. wise, you yeah, know, you have this missile and you have spies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you have stuff like that. Um, so to have the master. You know, with and and I want to also point out he's not wearing his collarless jacket and stuff like that from his previous appearance. I mean, he's dry, he's riding around in a limo and he's yeah. wearing a black he's wearing like a black suit and black tie. And he's, he's got a driver, a big stogie. Yeah, he's got a driver. This is very <laughs> he's very Bond villain here, and I just figured <laughs> that this you know putting putting this conversation in setting this conversation. In a in a kids in a like a playground, it's kind of like an innocuous thing. It's just innocuous, you know. It's like you, you know you watch like modern things like the Americans, and you have these sort of dead drops and all that, and it's just like people having these discussions on park benches. And I feel that's kind of what they were trying to get at. Okay, I don't I, know if that makes sense, but it's just kind of like an innocuous uh, place to have a secret conversation. Plus, if the kids over here, who's going to believe them? 
<laughs> mommy, mommy, this alien from mommy, another mommy. planet is gonna try to take over unit. Yeah, sure, kid. Yeah, what's yeah, sure, what's sure, what's a unit? You know, here, have some have your pacifier, go take a nap. Later exactly. on we'll watch Teletubbies. You know. Damn, was Teletubbies that old? It was in the seventies? Holy no, shit. No, it was not. Oh, okay. It, it was not. I don't know, yeah, what British someone write in and tell me what British Children's shows was popular in the seventies because I have no fucking Doc, clue. Doctor Who. Oh, uh, that that's you're technically right. This technically is a kid's show. <laughs> yes. It, okay. The realization that we're both in our forties and we're doing a podcast making fun of a children's show from the seventies just now hit yeah. hit me, and I am suddenly very sad, and I wish I had a beer. Oh, the irony. <clears throat> I just felt that saying Teletubbies was funnier than something that actually would have been more accurate. Yeah, like, no, we'll go right. home and watch Blue Peter, or <laughs> we'll go home and watch, I don't know, Cracker Jack. And See, I don't know. I yeah, know let's... the names of these kids shows. Are those British actual children's? Are those actual yes. children's shows? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I've never heard Blue of any Peter. of those. Literally. Blue Peter is still on. Okay, Blue Peter this. is like Blue, Blue Peter is like the Peter. almost like the British Sesame Street without imagine uh, oh wow like the more documentary aspects of like Sesame Street like when they take go to like when Sesame Street used to like go places oh yeah yeah show yeah, how yeah. things were done yeah or how occasionally they would show you how to make things that's uh, kind of what like Blue my understanding is that's kind of what like Blue Peter is they holy shit it, it's you're a right. kids show. It's a kid show, and then they like take you on. They they show you like places you can go in the world and exotic places in the world, and then they show you how to build like a dollhouse out of a shoebox. Okay, yeah, and that's Blue Peter. Since October nineteen fifty-eight, holy shit! Yep, yep. Wow, that's yep. amazing. And they have these, these these buttons that you can get. They have these buttons that you can get, and and the the the, the absolute best way to get yourself shunned in in um polite society in britain is to like forge a blue peter button or just like buy one off ebay <laughs> um uh one thing one of the later companions actually wears a blue peter button uh ace Ooh. during oh. the um during the sylvester mccoy years yes so i am familiar like a, there's a blue she wears like a it's a blue button with a white ship on it Oh, and okay. that that's that's the blue peter button but yes blue peter is a real thing cracker jack is a real show um, no, but I never the heard most the most I know about it is that whenever I read about it in these program guides, uh, when they say the title of the show, you're supposed to scream "Cracker Jack" as loud at, at uh. the top of your voice. It's one of those you know you can't do that on television type things. I see. Oh, now this one's so. off the air. This one's oh, this one's done. It looks like. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there. I learned something today. I learned about children's British programming. Go you me. something today. Go you. Go now, me. Now if, now, if anybody ever asks you about Blue Peter, you'll be able to say. I'll know what I that know means. What, I understood that reference. <clears throat> I get, that's a reference I understand. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Back to Doctor Who. Can we talk about the dragon? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I didn't. You specifically told me I, I was I was just chomping at the bit because you you sent me this message early on right when you were starting the episode and you were saying don't tell me anything that happens but is the master the cute 
Chinese girl. Yeah, so I did. I'm I like did. sitting. It's like I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here, just chomping at the bit, trying to make a reference to the dragon. You know? <laughs> trying not to make a reference, and I, you know, it's like I think I should get an award for not spoiling the dragon for you because <laughs> the dragon is the best. They called that thing on set. They <clears throat> called it Puff. Puff the magic dragon. <laughs> so Chun Li, or yeah, Chin Li. I'm sorry, Chin Li. Not to be confused with Chun Li. Chin Li conjures up a dragon because she's being controlled by the master, who's also being controlled by the evil box that sent the prison. It's very convoluted. Don't worry about it. Anyway, a dragon shows up <laughs> to go after. Uh, this senator, this American senator, who's at the the World Peace Conference, and I guess he's scared of dragons, which I guess is fair, he's, right? He's fair. scared of the he's scared of the Chinese. Is that what that's and supposed to represent? Because I did not get that. To, he's <laughs> like if he was afraid of Russians, he would see a bear. <laughs> Because what? a lot of the time, like a lot of the, if you've ever heard the phrase Russian bear, yeah, like yeah, when yeah, people yeah. talk about Russia being an animal, they talk about being a, a bear. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's typifying, it's kind of like metaphorically describing China. This guy thinks of China as a dragon. Okay. And yeah. and by the way, I want to point out this dragon isn't like really like all that impressive. No, it's not. It's not like not. smog or anything <laughs> from the Hobbit movies. <laughs> this is a um. <clears throat> this is this is basically a, a pink Chinatown dragon. Basically, you go yeah. to, you go to Chinatown and you see it on the yeah you see it on you know stuff like that. It's kind of like a more stylized thing from like art and stuff like that, or for Chinese New Year, I guess. I I don't know much about yeah. China, it was a very crappy looking dragon. That's all I know. Yeah, it was not the most it was not the most realistic effect ever on Doctor Who. But it made me laugh. It really made hey. me laugh when that happened. There you go. <laughs> and it was enough to kill this American delegate. So, yep. There you go. America is now down one senator. Can we can, can, can like Mitch McConnell be scared of dragons? Can can that be a thing? One one down, forty nine to go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, we are now on Ted, the Ted Cruz. I want to send <laughs> Ted, Ted, Cruz. Ted Cruz over there next. Yes, <laughs> please, please, please do. We are now come to the point of the run of all these episodes that I like to call jail cell roulette. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ, did everybody change jail cells throughout the rest of this run? Like, oh my God, if it wasn't Joe and a doctor, not the doctor, but a oh, doctor. I, I have a bit of interesting trivia about the guy who plays Dr. Summers. This is a Let's good hear time it. To That's the whole point of this it. podcast. He, Let's do it. He's played, he's played by an act, a character actor named Michael Sheard. Uh, Michael Sheard shows up about five or six times over the course of Doctor Who in different roles. He shows up during the um, the Hartnell era, and he shows up hmm. as late as the McCoy era. He, you have seen him in films, not just you, Jason, but the the average <laughs> listener, even that the average listener does not know Jack about Doctor Who. He has shown up in two uh, George Lucas films. Oh, um, he is in The Empire Strikes Back. He is Admiral Ozzel. He is the one, he is the Imperial officer who bungles uh, the invasion of Hoth and gets 
for gets force choked for his uh, troubles. Oh, okay, yes. And then he is also in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, he wow. plays Hitler. Holy shit! Yeah, that's oh my god. You're right. I can totally see yep. that. Yep. Whoa. And uh, that there, yeah, that's the guy that plays Doctor Summers in in the Mind of Evil here. So wow, Michael Sheen, awesome. That is awesome. I once stood about I once stood about five feet away from him at a convention. Oh, neat. Um, I, I wasn't talking to him. He was on the phone with somebody, but he seemed like a nice guy. So why was he at the convention? For what thing was he there for? The Star Wars it, it was thing? A do- it, was a, it, it was a Doctor Who convention. Doctor Who thing? Okay, it was for Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, okay. it was a Chicago TARDIS back in the mid-2000s. Okay. Because you, you, you mentioned like four different fandoms that he was in. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so what thing was he there for? So that's cool. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, uh, I could really boil down this episode probably in five minutes if, you know, we didn't have to stretch out the show a little bit. So, because basically it's literally, like I said, it's, it's like jail cell roulette with either Joe and this doctor in a cell, Joe and the doctor in a jail cell, or all three of them in a jail cell, um, because what ends up happening is uh, there's a prisoner um, whose name I'm trying to find right now, Mailer. Mailer. Uh, he uh, he wants to break out of this joint C, and uh, he he manages a somewhat of a coup. Like he manages to get a gun uh, sneaked to him uh, by another prisoner, and they take over the prison for like five minutes until uh, Joe. Um, by the way, the use of kung fu in this episode is amazing. Venusian <laughs> karate. Because both the doctor will... and Joe is... <laughs> do some karate in this. <laughs> it's amazing. It will eventually, it will eventually become Venusian Aikido. Ah, okay. Well, but right here it's karate. It's, ven- it's still karate. Right, right here it's still Venusian karate. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of that happening. There's, you know, the the prisoners take over the jail for about, like, ten minutes. And then Joe breaks free. And then they all take the prison, the the good people, the cops and whoever, take the prison back over uh, until the master shows up to the prison. And it's probably not a surprise that he's the one who built this. Well, not built, but, uh, well, kind of built, kind of... He, he hired. He, he, he basically took this blob of whatever it is, and he built the machine around it. He is Keller, and, and gave it to this prison. Yes, he's he's Keller, um, who who came here and installed this thing with a Chinese woman. Yeah, this is how Doctor Doctor the Doctor figures everything out. Because um, there's only one Chinese woman in all of Britain <laughs> know, in 1971. Right? Wait, wait, you said a Chinese woman? Incredibly, a Chinese woman? Oh my god, it's gotta be the same thing. Exactly. But, well, and he ends up being right. That's the funny thing. He ends up being right. Yeah, so, um, so this, yeah, so the master then shows up at this prison, and then he, he recruits Mailer and then all the other prisoners, 
uh, to take over the the prison, and again, and then there everyone's locked up again. All the good people are locked up. Oh, meanwhile, the other guy, um, uh, Barnum, the the uh, the first guy that got you know his evil sucked out. Uh, he wakes up, and they discover he's. They keep saying he's childlike, but I I, I take it just that he just had all the evil suck out of him. Uh, so now he's just a good guy, but they made it sound like he had like the mind of like a five-year-old, but I didn't get that at all. I just got I, that he was a nice guy. He was just not wanting to hurt no one anymore. I, I got a little bit of, I don't know if I would say childishness off of him, but I got a little bit kind of like a gentle giant type thing off of him. Like Like he was not so much... You know, I, I mean, childish is that he was more so just kind of like simple. I, I yeah, guess is the way you'd I guess. Put it. The I way guess. you'd put it. And I got real, I got serious, like, um, which ones in, 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 I think it's Lenny in, 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 um, oh, yes, Mice Lenny. And Men. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Lenny. That's the kind of vibe I was catching off of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But like, what was funny was all the prisoners like were was like, I don't say scared of this guy, but they didn't want him around, because he kept like pop, he keep he kept like popping up, because he was just like hanging around in like the infirmary, and and he would just like show up because you know, there's a constant like changeover between the prisoners and the, and the guards every 10 minutes happening so he Basically. just shows up he just shows up and then like the prisoners are like get him away from me he's creeping me out uh-huh. and he's not doing anything he's just there and he's just a nice guy he he's he, yeah he's like a gentle giant i guess yeah we'll just use that term and uh he befriends joe and then joe kind of helps you know guide him around like okay uh, uh, Burnham, we're gonna go over here now, and the doc- this is the doctor, and he's our friend, and, you know, we gotta go to this jail cell now, oh, wait, we gotta, we can come out of the jail cell, and, yeah, <laughs> so, there's that guy hanging around, he does end up being very important later on, like, like, I almost felt like they needed a reason for him <clears throat> to be around, uh-huh. and so they came up with this reason, hang on, <clears throat> Sorry, I had I was talking on my spit. Um so um yeah. So so the master I don't know, man. This this master dude in, in these early seasons, they they really wrote him in a very strange strange manner. Cuz it's it's like how we said, he all he wants to do is he wants to destroy the planet. And so he's going to steal this thunderbolt thing which is full of this nerve gas and he's going to blow something up and take over the planet. And he's going to use the uh the little evil sucking machine to help him accomplish this. Oh, because the missile was also by coincidence, gonna drive by this prison. <laughs> yeah. Um, his plan, as I read it, his plan was, as I read it, was that he was going to attack London. He was gonna fire the missile at the peace conference. Yes. With the hopes, then, of getting the 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 big superpowers into a war get, get get you know the americans blaming the chinese the chinese blaming the americans and get them into a gigantic war 
Oh, um, that's right. Okay, I remember hearing that now. Yes. I don't know <laughs> where the 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 mind of evil, as it were, fits into the the, the post start a war plan other than that it just seems to be you know when 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 unit is ready to transport the missile their trend it just happens the route just happens to take it past the prison and mm -hmm. the prison just happens to be under the master's control because of the mind of evil yes yes um <clears throat> i don't really know if there's any i don't really know if the mind as it were has any real function beyond that um no, <laughs> um, because I well, so what ends up happening is the master realizes that the 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 mind of evil is getting too powerful because it's been sucking up too much evil thoughts from people. Oh, oh, um, I I don't want to criticize you, but you forgot to mention something. Oh, what you did I did forget? For, you did forget to mention that that it starts transporting itself, gets so powerful it starts transporting itself around the. Oh, that's people. right. That's right. Yes, it does. It starts, it starts, and it's just around the prison too. It doesn't even go outside the prison. It just goes to basically it goes back and forth from the room it would spin in to the hallway outside, and then it goes back into the room, it, it, and then it, it goes it, back to the hallway. <laughs> it, it plays its own version of jail cell roulette. <laughs> exactly. It does do that, yes. But it ends up becoming so powerful that like it can't be stopped. And so the master is like, hey, the doctor, I need your help in stopping this thing or I'm going to kill Joe. Because that's basically what all the companions are for. Is just like, hey, you're going to do what I need you to do or I'm killing this person that's tagging along with you. <laughs> the doctor's like, you can kill me, I don't care, but don't hurt my human. So... He helps the master build this like loop thing that's supposed to like contain um, the 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 evil into the one room and stop it from sucking up evil and stuff. But it's only like a temporary fix. So for like two minutes, the master and the doctor are working together to stop <laughs> this thing, uh, and then the master just goes leaves the prison after that and to go steal the the rocket. Um. And then there's, like, a D-plot involving, like, soldiers of Unit getting, like, ambushed and kidnapped. And the one guy gets tied up. I love how the prisoners, they're, they're the ones just hijacking the missile. They kill all the other Unit guys, but they keep the main guy, Mike, alive. Yeah. you know, he's a co-star of the show now, so we have he's, to keep he's, him he's alive. On, he's on, he's, he's got a contract and everything. He's yeah. contracted for multiple episodes. So he's Actually, just going to get hurt. <laughs> Actually, initially he was um, he was considered as a possible love interest for Joe. Oh, I could see that. So I could see that's where that was going because they they seemed awfully cozy in the last story. Um, not so much this one. I think they weren't really alone in this one, if I remember correctly. Anyway, so yeah, but so this Mike guy, the you know, let's like you know, under the command of Brigadier, like yeah, he doesn't get killed, but every other person in unit does get killed. Uh, and then eventually the Brigadier figures out that uh, the Master's got control of the prison and he's going to take the missile and he thinks the Master's taking the missile to the prison, but no, no, no. He, they're going to an airport with the missile. Uh, but the Brigadier takes back control of the prison. 
<laughs> and then he leaves this lunkhead in charge of the prison, which I which made me laugh because he was just like insulting him like two episodes ago about like you know we we put you in charge of keeping tabs of this Chinese woman and you couldn't even do that. And now oh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna put you in charge of a prison. <laughs> yeah, Benton. Yeah. So we get lots of we 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 get lots of we we get lots of you know shots of him you know scenes with started with him answering a phone, acting Governor Benton. Yeah, you yeah. know which is the most authority he ever gets in the show. Oh, okay. Oh, he's a recurring guy. I didn't realize he was a recurring. He guy. is another recurring guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. He All was right. he was actually a couple points in. He was actually in a couple times in uh, the previous one. Oh, well, see, I don't he even doesn't remember. really do a whole lot, but yeah, you'll see him. In, you'll see right. Benton again. <clears throat> All right, cool. I'll I'll try to remember this time. I'll try to remember this time. Uh, so okay, so the the big guy Burnham, uh, the Doctor and Joe realizes that the the mind of evil. We're just gonna call this thing the mind of evil. Uh, cannot function when Burnham is around. Uh, because Burnham has like zero evil left inside of him, and so this like. They balance each other out somehow, and so they use this to carry uh, the the mind of evil to the airport place that the master has the missile, and he's about to launch the the, the missile rocket thing. Um, when like a whole bunch of stuff kind of happens all in succession, uh, that includes um, Burnham dropping off the mind of evil directly in front of the master. The master being the only person now, despite everyone else like Joe and the doctor and everyone having a reaction to the mind of evil, now it's only the master who has a reaction to the mind of evil, uh, which then causes um, the doctor to uh, put in the piece that was missing of the rocket to self-abort it because they have like a safe uh, kill. What's that thing called? Kill safe safety thing basically Safe, uh, kill switch yeah thank you so that way so this doesn't happen it just explodes um and the master you know disarmed it so doctor put it back on and then um burnham gets killed because he gets run over by the master <laughs> which is a very i love when people get run over in these early doctor who's because it doesn't look like it hurt like it just it, it's like this is close-up shot of the guy and then the car just like simply nudges the 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 guy, and then they're like, "Oh no, he got run over by this car. Now he's dead. What do we do?" <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Things that make me laugh only. Apparently, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all right. Because right. <laughs> right. you know, I spend so much of my time watching bad movies, so just when I see shit like that happens, it just makes me laugh. No, it is. It is. It is very funny. It's it's yeah. So it's probably just a thing that makes me chuckle out loud. Anyway, he's dead. The master manages to escape because the doctor inadvertently gave him back his. Uh, and you have to help me with this. The thing that the thing that makes it the TARDIS go woo woo woo. <laughs> the um the dematerialization. Sir. Yes, that part. He gave him. Ba- he gave that back to him. And uh and then I like how the master was kind enough at the very end. Uh, to give the doctor a phone call and be like, hey, I'm back at my TARDIS and I'm going to leave Earth for a little while. Enjoy your exile. And then and then it ends. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's that. Any other points of interest you want to talk about, Lackey, in this episode? 
I think that's about it. I think yeah. pretty, we pretty much covered. I think yeah, we pretty that's... much covered the the a, a good synopsis. And of that the, took six episodes. That took six episodes, twenty five minutes each, and we're uh-huh. only forty two minutes into this episode. So this is gonna be a short one. This will be a short episode, folks. So you're 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 welcome. Um, <laughs> but uh, so like I said, this wasn't as much of a slog as I thought it was gonna be. Um, there was stuff happening. There was enough action, you know, happening. And like you see, yeah, I, I like the little kind of spy stuff that was kind of happening with the whole, you know, like the master is controlling the Chinese woman and she's causing all this stuff and making dragons appear and, you know, all this espionage and stealing rockets and stuff. And then, and then it gets kind of claustrophobic, like towards the end when they're all only in the, in the prison and everyone right. just keeps switching jail cells. Like, <laughs> So, it, you know, it's an okay episode. It was a lot better than the last one. I, I prefer this one over the last uh, the one, the uh, the first time the Master shows up. So. See, I, I actually I actually prefer Terror of the Autons. Really? Yeah, okay. it's a bit it's a bit pacier. It's a bit, I think, quicker paced. I think it's got a lot more to me that kind of sticks in my mind. Mm. Um uh you know like the stupid looking troll doll yeah, or yeah, true, the cops yeah. and all that true, um, true. There, there there's a lot more that sticks out personally in my mind this one is a little bit it it, it it's a bit it, this is something that you know i'm going to be saying about anything that's longer than four parts and, and sometimes even about things that are four parts uh it, it is just too long Yes. You know, there 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 is no real reason that there needs to be a prison a prison takeover then for it to fail and then for another prison takeover. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. It it, it, it does, you know, your your criticism, I completely agree with your criticism about uh, you know, jail cell roulette. It just seems like they're <laughs> just cycling through three three sets continuously one set one set two set three set one set set, set three it, it it just feels very mechanical in, in, in a number of places i enjoy this i i do really enjoy it it's got its share of the things i go to doctor who for you know it's got you know um it, it's got some stuff that you know does i i do recall you know like the doctor being an asshole at the beginning of episode one or actually the one that I, I had forgotten that I do want to mention the scene where he's having uh, he, the doctor is having tea with the replacement Chinese delegate and they're they're speaking in in I don't remember what dialect it is, but oh. you know there are subtitles and the doctor is talking about the brigadier and he's like, please excuse my buffoonish associate. He's a barbarian. <laughs> yeah. That part was funny. Yeah, you know, I did, I did enjoy like that, that part. Please, please excuse my idiotic sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I didn't think the action was as effective this time around. Um, I, I just felt that uh, as a monster, the mind of evil was just a little bit of a wash. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, I don't know. Um, I, I think I prefer, and it, it's it's just it's not a slog, but I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be. I think it could be tightened up quite a bit. Um, yeah. Like I said, that's going to be that's going to be uh, something I, I just repeat over and over and over, like a parrot. 
when it when it comes to these early Doctor Who stories. But this this one I really do think needed to be tightened up. But I, it's enjoyable. I just like Terror of the Autons more. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm reading like the little trivia stuff that like you know that this Wikipedia you know, like likes to mention for some reason, and it's interesting to note that the master was listening to King Crimson. Crimson Yep. Uh, at some point, <laughs> yep. this, like, it's okay. the, um, <laughs> he listens to them for like half a second. Um, the master likes prog rock. From, <laughs> the, the, I'm moderately into King Crimson. Okay, actually, um, no, that's cool. <laughs> I uh, I did recognize it as King Crimson, but one of my episode guys says it's from guides says it's from uh, the album uh, in the wake of Poseidon. But mm. I can't, I can't, I can't confirm that. Okay. But I can, I do know he listens to it for like about fifteen seconds. It's the scene where he's listening to some music on a radio, and then he just turns it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ten seconds. So, I guess the master acquired interesting tastes of music while he was stuck on Earth between episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, hey, this King Crimson group is actually all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna rock out to him. So I just thought that was interesting to point out. So. Yep. Okay. All right, that is our uh, that is our take on uh, the mind of evil uh, from season eight of the older series, uh, serial two. If you want to be very 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 specific, oh, can I one more complaint I got to make? I'm sorry, I just remembered this right now. Um, I don't need a five minute recap of the last five minutes of the previous episode. Now I know these things aired like a week apart and people probably needed the reminder cause they didn't have VHS stuff, but Brains. has, has someone who were in the future where you can binge watch stuff, watching the, the last, the, the first five minutes of this new episode, just recapping the last five minutes of the previous episode got really old after a while. I just want to make that complaint. I know there's nothing it- you could be done about it. I get it, but it was annoying. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you remember, um, you watching this. I think you said you remember watching this with the old show on WTTW with your yes, mom. You said, yes, right. Yes, yes. WTTW didn't run it. They gave stations an option of how they wanted to run Doctor Who, and mm-hmm. some of them they ran episode by episode. WTTW would basically run it in what they call movie format. Which uh-huh. was they would take, they would basically edit out the recaps and oh. just play it as like a four a four episode story would just be like an hour and a half block. Okay. You know, if it was a six parter, they'd break it up into two, like a part one and a part two. Okay. Um, and that were like a little over an hour. And I wish. <laughs> I wish it's there's part of me that wishes that they would have an option on the DVDs, mm-hmm. you know, to, to or, or that they would put these these versions on the DVDs if they could or the Blu-rays or whatever. Uh, there's probably not enough space. You probably couldn't do it with the branching or whatever. Mm. Um, if they would if they could they could do those because it, it, it's not even necessarily i understand the importance of like seeing it and it's actual how the, the way it was actually made but it to me the number one in the age of binge watching it gets tedious yeah totally the same five minutes <laughs> totally. twice in a row 
Yes. But the other thing is, is that I actually have a certain amount of nostalgia for like the movie format. Uh, okay. Episodes. Okay. You know, because that's what I grew up watching. I think I do kind of because rem- I, I remember, you know, I, I have not I don't recall rewatching anything that I watched with my mom back then, like currently. So I don't remember exactly, you know, which episodes I watched with her or whatever. So I can't speak for, you know, oh, I remember the movie mode or nothing. But that does make sense. I, I totally yeah. can see that happening. Yeah. OK, because I, I, I don't remember a whole lot of things being repeated like that so right so i you know it's a very minor gripe and it's of more of a first world problem if you will because you know we're in this age of binge watching and i'm watching them all on amazon prime right um, which the only thing you can do on there is you can skip the uh theme song intro that's the only thing you can skip on there yeah um and it just takes you right to the you know the last five the previously on but they don't say the previously on right um but yeah, so that was just my one last gripe I had because, uh, yeah, it just it was just annoying seeing that over and over again. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. Short one for you. Uh, next time, uh, we're gonna go back to the Tenant era, and we will watch the, uh, the second uh of part two of a three part story, uh, featuring Tenant's master. Uh, where we will be covering, and I'm very, I'm delaying for time here because I'm trying to find the sound of drums. That's the episode we will be covering. Uh, so uh, that'll be in a couple of weeks. Uh, so uh, you can stay tuned to that. You can subscribe to the show. We are on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. We are on there. Or alternatively, and probably the best way would be to go to RabbitHolePodcast.com. Rabbit Hole Podcast is not only the home of this podcast, but several other podcasts. That's a wide range of, uh, you know, topics and genres and things. Actually, if you go there now, if you're a fan of Doctor Who, uh, I have a board game podcast that I do with my pal Rob. We talked about the Doctor Who board game. and. Cool. Uh, we go into detail about how it plays and all this stuff. And Lackey, you told me you have not played it. No, nope, um, I have not. I do recommend you check it out. Um, and I will have to try to come visit you sometime and bring it so you can play it. Cause I think you will love it. It's definitely a game for fans. So, oh, cool. Yeah, because it it re- it references a lot of the different doctors and their stories and. It's really awesome. So I, th- I think uh-huh. you'll I think I think you'll dig it. So cool. I'll have to yeah we'll have to get that played sometime. Sure. Uh, so you can check out uh, that episode of a I don't know if I mentioned the name the podcast is called Cinegamer. Uh, I do it with my friend Rob and uh, yeah that's up on rabbitholepodcast.com. Uh, and that's it. That's gonna do it for this episode. So everybody, thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, Lackey, thank you very much for your time and for being my co-host. I appreciate thank- you. Thank you. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time.
copyright 2021 rabbit hole podcast rabbit hole podcast.com